Let's move beyond your comfort zone and into your genius zone because it's time to tap into the higher wisdom within you, your higher genius. I'm your host, Christy Turley, author of the book, The Intuition-Led Business, serial entrepreneur and intuitive intelligence expert. Imagine the possibilities when you can make better decisions and create practical and sustainable solutions using the power of your intuition, your higher genius. This is the Higher Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Turley, and today's guest is a very special one, and I'm very excited to introduce you to him. But before I do, I'd love to take a moment and talk about a little bit more about today's topic, and that is overcoming humongous odds. It's about opening yourself up when you most desire to close yourself down. It's when you have a huge mountain to move and it seems insurmountable, the circumstances that you're in. And one thing that I've learned from being in the middle of one of the hardest trials of my life is that life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. And one day, even though it seems totally impossible to have this thought at this moment, you will bless the day. You will bless this phase of your life for all that it has taught you, all that it has given you to strengthen you, to help you reach your next level of progression and have triumphs along the way. And Not every challenge ends happily, and that's okay. You know, that's what life's all about. It's it's happening for you. I remember reading about some entrepreneurs that you would recognize now, um, billionaires that have been through so much defeat, so much failure. Um, Many of them have started several businesses, um, dozens in fact, until they hit the big one. And all along the way, they've taken those lessons, they've taken their stripes, and they've used it for fuel. There's a poem, it's contested who actually said it. I'm going to attribute it to Edgar Guest. It says that success is failure turned inside out. And that is so true because life, it's like, it's like this, um, it's like this rose. Okay. You are like this rose. You are always unfolding new petals to show more beauty. And sometimes in in the progress of you facing your mountain, you actually do move it. You actually do experience a miracle. And that's what this episode is about. There's many other lessons to glean from this episode. But if you have been praying for a miracle, this podcast will give you hope. My next guest, he was given a 4% chance to live after a melanoma diagnosis. 4%, can you imagine? You're 96% likely to die, in other words. It's amazing. And um, he is a living example 
of moving a mountain and healing from the inside out and living with purpose. He is a walking miracle, and now he helps other people have their miracles. His name is George Korleba, and he is an amazing holistic health coach from the Health Coach Institute, and he loves talking about finding the blessing and the challenge and living for today and not tomorrow and not be worried about the past. Here's the thing that I've learned about worry and doubt. When people say, trust in God, trust in God with all your mind, all your heart, all your strength, people think they're doing that. However, if, they, if there's any ounce of doubt, if there's any ounce of worry, it has not completely been turned over to your higher power. There is still a little bit you're hanging on to. There is still an ounce of doubt or worry. If you're feeling those emotions, you have not completely given your trust over. And, um, and that's been a huge lesson for me. Anytime you feel down, anytime you feel like you're in that moment of stress or worry, um, just know that that is because you have decided to carry it yourself. And you have, uh, you have chosen not to give it completely over. Oh, maybe I'll, I can handle half of it. I'll just give over half to you, you know, to my higher power. And, and that's not what we're told to do. We're, we're advised in the Bible and scripture to give it all, give it all to God. So that's what this, this podcast is about It's an amazing interview. It's one of my favorites, and I hope you enjoy. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right. Welcome, George, to the show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Christy. Yeah, you're welcome. This is going to be great. Uh, So you have a fascinating story. So let's start there because, you know, in marketing and advertising, we're taught to lead with a story. And there's a reason for that because that's the best way that we learn. And your story is is a is a tremendous one. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that uh, surprising wake up call that the universe gave you. Yeah, well, it actually started before my uh, diagnosis. I I come from a from a family that has uh, cancer in history. And uh, so I lost my my grandfather for cancer, my maternal grandfather. Then I lost my uncle for uh, from cancer. Then my mother, and um, and all this and other family members uh, in Spain and Greece, and in Venezuela. I was born in Venezuela. But the the fact is that I grew up fearing that at some point in in my life it would it would do me as well. And um, about three weeks after a pretty ugly experience, uh, losing my, my mother from lung cancer, I was diagnosed, diagnosed as well. And um, so everything just basically, it, everything stopped at that moment. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I, wasn't, I, I just couldn't, couldn't believe it. I said, no, no, it can't be. It can't be that I'm going through this as well. And uh, so that was the beginning of um, roller coaster. Uh, it, it happened, you know, maybe mere three to four weeks. I was just in denial. Then I was mad. 
I was scared. You know, it's just a, the typical, the typical behavior that anybody that is diagnosed with cancer, um, you know, goes through. But in my case, uh, it was a malignant melanoma, and it was already, um, it was already in my lymph nodes by the time they did some tests and, and so forth. So, so it was pretty, pretty scary uh, at the moment. At the time, uh, melanoma was fairly new for treatments in terms of treatments. And uh, so uh, needless to say, I felt like a guinea pig because they were trying a, a bunch of stuff on me. But all in all, it was a 10, 10 year battle, 11 surgeries, and uh, including uh, four craniotomies. Uh, and I had um, metastases in the brain, uh, eight tumors, and two of them not operable. At that point, and that was in 2008, I decided that uh, it was great in terms of uh, uh, my, my surgeons. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I would not be talking to you, Christy. But uh, on the other hand, the treatments, the traditional treatments were not doing anything for me. So with a leap of faith and, uh, and some meditation and prayer, I decided to, uh, to go natural, the natural route to heal myself. and. Uh, here I am, um, pretty much eight years later, you know, but I, I beat the odds and, uh, and I'm the first family, family member that survives uh, this, uh, this disease, which I'll tell you in a second that it really isn't. But for me, the, the whole thing changed, obviously changed my life, surviving changed my life. And I see it really as a divine tapping the shoulder for me because actually it gave me the chance to sing the, the song I was born to sing. It aligned with my purpose in life, which was really to, to help people, help people in, in many areas. And as soon as I, I basically, as soon as I uh, survived and I was clear for over a year or two, I started to be invited in hospitals and churches, synagogues, just to share my story. And that really prompted me even though I kept being part of a of the technology world, I was a CTO, um, uh, you know, chief technology officer. But I started to work on the holistic uh, side of things, natural uh, stuff that I have already investigated, and it worked for me. And uh, so I became to you know to do things like becoming a Reiki practitioner, then a Reiki master. I wrote my book, and I was doing talks and. Little by little, something started to, you know, when, when you find your purpose, I believe that uh, the universe, God, uh, conspires for you to really follow that path. And uh, so it doesn't become work anymore. It's just like exciting. I, I can share my story. You can do it. You can be the ass too. You can move your mountain. Um, and, um, and so I went that route. I wrote the book, I became a Reiki practitioner, and at one point, somehow, my wife received um, an invitation to become a health coach with the, Amer the um, um, Health Coach Institute. And basically, because of all the stuff that we were talking, she, throw, she actually forwarded that email to me and said, this is for you, check it out. And I did, I did check, check it out, I went up to the, um, to their site, and it was like love at first sight. I just said, this is it. 
I'm going to go through this venue, uh, becoming a health and life coach. I did that, and then right, right when I finished, they offered a, uh, a holistic MBA, a mastery. Uh, um, is, that is total transformation or total coaching, the, the transformation coaching method, sorry. So I went through that, and in the meantime, giving talks and appearing in lives and Facebook and so forth, um, starting my coaching practice. And what I do now is, um, you know, I work with people that are going through cancer or any other uh, chronic disease or the threat of them. Because I work with a lot of folks that are trying to avoid it because they have a family member and they see that it, they could, it could happen to them. So what I do is I help, I help them claim optimal health in all levels, holistically speaking, so they can live their best lives and with purpose, which is very important. When uh, we don't have a purpose, it's a different life. I, I don't wish that for anybody. We have to find our purpose, which usually are aligned to our talents. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, you know, knowing who we actually are and not just what we think we are or we, what we think others think we are, what we think others want to hear from us, but actually discovering who we are, only then I feel like we really discover what our purpose is. That's correct. That's correct. And by the way, I, I heard a uh, your podcast with uh, um, again, Brett Kuhn. Yes. And uh, I loved it. It's uh, we're pretty much aligned with that. All of us are like that. You know who we are. Uh, we put a lot of a lot of stamps on it. I'm a, I'm a nurse. I'm an engineer. I'm a, a lawyer. I, you know this and that. And but when you start shaving all that out, you know it, there's no stamps in there. You say, well, who am I really? And it's really interesting because when we get there, with a lot of humbleness, open heart, you will find who you are. And uh, also, um, you will find some places that you might have been hurt. And when, you, when we talk about clearing the emotional clutter and things like that, uh, all the stuff that I talk in my book, uh, which I did, I teach now. And uh, obviously, I got more, more knowledge in each of those, in each of those, let's say, pillars. I, uh, the, the holistic pillars for me are the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body and the spiritual body, which is really usually the weakest link, the spiritual one. Uh, we tend to, uh, you know, to, to confuse that with religion. You can be religious and spiritual, but sometimes we think that we are spiritual and not, not really, you know, because we're going through dogmas and stuff. Once you really open your heart uh, to, to the love of God, of the universe, that which is greater than all of us, uh, that's when things change. And there is a passage that I'd like to share real quick because uh just came to me. Uh, it's actually in the New Testament, in the in Revelations. And uh, John says there, he has, where, where there is a knock in the door. And uh, he says, here's a knock. If you listen and you open, because the door only has, a, a, the door knock is only internal. If you open, then I will come in and we will have dinner and dine together. And in those days, having communion, having a dinner together was really one of the most sacred things. But it's only when you listen and you decide to open your heart that that love of God 
and the, the spirit of, as we call it in Reiki, the, the love of the universe comes into you and uh, gives you enough, enough strength to really dig in there. And so you have been digging in, let's say, the dirt that we have inside some of us, or probably all of us, uh, so we can find the places that we got hurt and just let them go. And uh, that's one area. The other one that I talk about a lot is, is the mental area, stress and all the stuff that goes on in our minds that actually creates between that and emotions that we have held for years. They create this constant cortisol producing, producing, uh, producing uh, process where sooner or later your your body actually starts to your your, your tissues start start inflaming and that's really the cause of pretty much all disease so i have seen in the research that 95 percent of disease and chronic disease through your digestive system it's amazing because when you stress or you have stuff in, in your Go ahead. Can you just repeat? Um, I'll cut this out, but it, it froze. And so I want you to finish the thought of the 95% of disease starts in the mind. Just start from there and then okay. go into your next thought. Okay. Uh, so 95% of disease starts in, in the mind and emotions. Uh, from there, actually, and the reason it happens that way is because actually all disease originate in, in the gut, in our uh, digestive system, but it's, it's really affected by the mind, by our stress, stuff that we have going, anger, anxiety. And so if you, if you are in that mode, in that mind mode, mindset, uh, your digestion never really goes the right way. It never does a proper breakdown. So your nutrients, the nutrients go where they had to go. Uh, so it doesn't matter if you're eating very healthy, but if you're stressed uh, when you eat or you eat fast or you eat in the car or, or you know, on the way, all the stuff that we do in our society, that stuff really is like if you had a lion following you when you were having your lunch and you just, you know, you're either fight or flight. And uh, so that's where the, the sympathetic system works in a way that it, it shuts down your digestive system and what it what your body uh very wisely says okay i'll take all this stuff that uh christy just ate consume i'll just deposit it on the god and you know the uh the bud and so forth uh so you could be very eating very healthy but if you're if you're stressed if you have emotions that anger or somebody hurt you or you hurt somebody um, it is very important to clear that up. Yeah. It, it brings new meaning to you are what you eat. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It, there's plenty of stuff that out there and, uh, in terms of the whole, the holistic self, you know, it's a body's one thing. Uh, but then we, we affect the body with our emotions, our, our mental our mindset, and also, the lack of spirituality connection uh, to that amazing force of love, uh, which is healing. Uh, it's part of uh, what, uh, thank God, I, I opened up. And uh, like I told you, I opened that door and uh, I 
open to I was open to receive receive that love from anybody that uh, was offering it, especially from that guy out there or that being out there. Yeah, and it it's it's so important to have that connection. And like you said before, you don't have to be religious. Even some religious people aren't very spiritual. I know yeah. I was at one point. I'd go to church, check the boxes, mm-hmm. Same here. and then again, not feel very connected and mm-hmm. just going through the motions. And so, yeah, your your whole life transforms when you allow that spirituality and that spiritual intelligence to increase because we are spiritual beings. We are souls. And if we're disconnected with our creator, then we're disconnected from ourselves. Correct. And how, how do we really know who we are Mm -hmm. if we're not connected? Right. And um, the other thing, Gracie is, how do we connect if we don't have time for ourselves? We're always in a hurry. We're always thinking about different things that are on the outside. And the connection comes from the inside out. Same with the healing. That's how I basically I healed. It was from the inside out. As I said, you know, I see, I see disease is it's really a message that the rest of our whole self is telling us, you know, hey Christy, you're messing up your life. And this is a wake-up call. Like this for this for George was uh, cancer. For other people, is diabetes or a heart attack or, you know. And uh, but it's a message. It's a message to say, hey, you gotta change your lifestyle. You gotta. And and when when I work with my clients, the one the the weakest link so far, I, I would say in the ninety percent, it's the lack of, of the connection with 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 God with the universe which actually it's in trees, you, you and I are connected. So, uh, you know, I could feed up from, from your energy if we are the, allow it. If you're giving me something from your heart and I receive it from my heart, there is a channel there that opens up where miracles happen. That's, that's the way that works. That's the way Reiki works. For example, you know, we're, I'm a channel as a practitioner and I, I channel that love energy through my through my clients, and yeah, so, and, and and just to piggyback off of that because I've studied Reiki too, but even beyond that, if you're not even familiar with it, we are all vessels. You know, mm-hmm. we are all um, channels for you know either our ego or or sp- spirit. You know, we can we can work miracles. We are vessels that or instruments that can work miracles and you know so many of us block ourselves from receiving that it's like Mm -hmm. it's like going out in the sun with an umbrella and the sun's there it's always there but we have the choice to block ourselves from that connection and and um yeah, it, it, I, I'd love to hear more about this idea of the emotional clutter and, and clearing the clutter and, and walk us through, I mean, you said, I mean, this couldn't have been a, an easy decision, you know, where they're telling you the odds, you know, you have all this history and you through prayer and meditation decide that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this a different way. I'm not going to go the conventional route. That's, that's quite 
the risk, you know, that goes against rationality, right? So what were the things that you did? And by no means is this medical diagnosis for anyone listening to the show, just so we get that clear. But um, what were, what were those steps that you followed? That's a great question. And, and uh, basically uh, it was faith. Faith is the opposite of fear. As you're saying, you know, I just went against the, let's say, status quo and, and what we were programmed to do is to go running to somebody that has a, a white coat and give me, give me what you have. And so I did uh, some research on that, but I had to take the, the leap of faith, as I said, to, to, make, to, take that, to make that move. Um, what happened after that is that, as I said, I made that decision um, convinced that 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 is bigger than all of us, I, I call it God, because I grew up with, with that, uh, was, was with me. And, and I look for ways to connect with him. I started reading and, you know, when you seek, you find. And the first thing that I, that I did in prayer and meditation was to learn how to visualize, to visualize uh, myself healing and understanding that there was a lot in there. I, I read about forgiveness. I read about different things. And I believe me, I was full of emotional clutter and mental clutter. The clutter of being seeing cancer in, in uppercase letters and bold because of my family history, for example, getting, getting rid of that belief and, 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 uh, and fear, it, it had to take, you know, like you said, it, it, it was, it was faith. In my case, it was faith. I, I was, I was for sure, I was sure that that God was with me. And I, I just said from the beginning, there's no way. I have five young children. I've been a good man, you know, servicing others, the needy, and with my wife, and and so far, even the kids, I would take them, and you know, to feed the homeless and things like that. So I, I couldn't understand. But but at the end of the day, I said, well, this happened for a reason, and. Uh, so I stopped being a victim and I said, you know what? I'm going to take these things from my hand. I have a competitive background as a tennis player. So I saw this thing as, a, as, a, as an opponent. But at the end of the day, um, you know, after like the seventh surgery, I said, this is crazy. I'm going through, you know, surgery. Thank God I was operable. And then remission, treatment, and you're like that for eight years. So I said, no way. And uh, one of the things also that, um, that really helped me is my positive thinking. For example, I, I have uh, physicians in my family. And uh, so I called one of them, my, um, my daughter's uh, godfather. And I'd say, hey, come over, come over to the house where the kids are in school. And let's go to the New England School of Medicine. And I just want to see what this means. And now I have metastasis in the brain with melanoma and it, it actually he started reading it and I and, and I remember this clearly I, I, I mentioned it in the book he started crying he's a Italian descendant so <laughs> you know the the Mediterranean you know I guess culture and uh so I said well let me read it and and he said he did say that I you know the survival rate quote-unquote because I'm not a statistic I'm one person but it said that it, I had 4% chance. And um, so when I looked at that and I, I told him, I say, hey, you know what? Why cannot I cannot be one of those four? 
You tell me why I cannot be one of those four. So I, I immediately started receiving angels, as I call them, because I opened up with faith to the love of God. And I, it's in miracles. Miracles happen, like I told you. I, learned, I started to learn how to receive. That was one clutter, uh, mental clutter that I had to get rid of. Uh, you know, learning how to receive. It's much easier to give than, than to receive. For some reason, our ego, we don't know what it is. But again, I, I, I can say as a, as, as a survivor that that helped me a lot. I, I started to heal when I learned to receive. Even if I was somebody coming and knocking on the door with a, with a bowl of soup so my wife wouldn't have to cook with five kid, young kids, that I would take it as I took it. I took that, that's a prayer. That's love. Somebody was doing something for me and for my family. So my healing started when I learned how to receive. And I, I had the faith that I could take certain things, certain angels came out to me. You know, I remember this yoga teacher uh, in, in church, and uh, she told me about, you know, relaxing, meditating, and so forth. I had a tennis coach that showed me how to visualize myself winning my matches, even though I would be losing, I don't know if you don't know scores in tennis, but if, let's say I'm down in the third set, two breaks, and it, you know, and I come back and win, and I would see myself winning, shaking hands with the feeling of victory. So I, I started using all that stuff that I learned and, and new things. There was a lady that came to me and, and asked me for a favor, and I said yes. What after after a mass? I was going to like early early morning mass. That's my background, and so I would go. And this lady, Miriam. She came and says, hey, George, uh, can you, you have a minute for me? And I say, yeah, sure. How can I, can you, I, I want to ask you for a favor. And I say, yeah, how can I help you? And she said, look, I know that as a human being, as a human, I know that you're a person of faith, but you are nervous. I know that you're probably waking up at night and, and this and that. And she was reading everything that uh, I was going through. So I want, I want to ask you this favor. I want you to, whenever you wake up, go and get your Bible and go to the New Testament and focus on the miracles. Focus on Jesus' miracles. And guess what? That night, like almost every night at three in the morning, I would wake up, I look at the, you know, the ceiling and then I walk around and see the kids. My wife is okay. I went to the living room, I picked up the Bible and I opened it. And, you know, knowing that the New Testament is at the end. And the first, uh, the first uh, miracle I found was uh, the lady that had this, uh, um, you know, she has like an eternal period. She had hemorrhage of bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. And uh, so she had, in, in those days, by the way, um, you know, in that situation, you couldn't even cook at your home. So she had the courage, the faith, again, to go and, and seek Jesus he was in a an amazing multitude, and, and she just basically said, man, if I can only, only touch his gown on my heel. And, and she did, and he stopped and said, hey, so who touched me? And the apostles say, hey, you know, there's too many people here. What are you talking about? He said, no, somebody touched me in a special way. And she had the courage to say it was me. And the first miracle, there, there it was. She was open to receive, and Jesus didn't say, I heal you. He says, he said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. And then I kept looking. I kept looking, Christy. 
And it was always the same thing. Your faith have he has healed you. So something came to me. I felt this like this warm current inside me. And uh, I always get touched with this, but um, I um, um, just, just understood. That was something like, it was a message so strong. And then I just thank God for that angel, Miriam. It was, it, it, you know, and then the other person, the yoga teacher, and then all, uh, you know, and then another thing that was amazing. It was a lesson for me, this whole thing, life is a lesson. And this experience is obviously a, a pretty strong lesson. But the help that I received, Christy, was from Hindus. From I had employees from uh, Pakistan in, in, the, uh, in, in the technology world. I had uh, friends, uh, Protestants, Catholics, Jewish. Everybody with the same source. So I understood. I understood that the source is, is separate. And, and you could be. You could be in any of our, this, all these philosophies. But if you are connected, it's the same God. And um, so that is really what made me make that decision and, and stick with it. I was, I was sure, you know, I like to share this. Faith is the certainty. Because people, sometimes we, we put faith on a natural level. We simplified it. And it's really supernatural. As, as the, uh, the, the, Bible, the biblical verse, faith can move mountains. Well, faith is the certainty of what you want. That's all it is. No fear. I'm certain that I'm going to heal because there is something out there much greater than me that is going to help me, that can do anything. And if you know how to ask and you know how to receive, remember we talked about that. Many people say, why, why Chrissy gets what she asked for and not me? Well, both of us made a, let's say, made a plea. And we both were, the prayer was answered. The problem is that many of us don't know how to receive it. You, you ask, you know, as, as Esther Hicks does it very well in her book, you ask and what you already ask is given to you. The universe already gave it to you if it's good for you. The problem is that we have a problem. We don't know how to receive it. We don't feel worth receiving stuff. And that's why it's so easy. When you give, you feel good. Oh, I gave. But are you trying to give me something? You try, try it with your friends and family. No, no, thank you. Not, no, don't worry. You, all you have to tell them is, hey, allow yourself to be loved because I want to give it to you. You're blocking the, the love I'm trying to give you through this gift or, or whatever, you know? So. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And um, it is so important because receiving is not a given you it is definitely i mean there's different aspects to receiving you know you've got to become detached from the outcome you know and and how something might show up for you and it you might let's say like here's just an example we won't use health as an example we'll use money because a lot of people, you know, they'll put a certain dollar amount out there to the universe. So, you know, you brought up Esther Hicks and law of attraction. So, uh, mm-hmm. they'll put that number out there and they'll think it has to come through in this particular way, you know, in this particular stream of revenue, 
And that causes a block that causes resistance. But when you can say from any and all sources, or I'm open to how it shows up, that is true receiving when you can really uh, let go of the outcome or the way that it can show up for you and, or how long it takes, like in the, in the example of healing, you know, um, it might not be an overnight thing. Uh, I, my husband and I went through infertility for seven years. It felt like never ending, you know, and, um, it, it had to be the right circumstances, the right timing, divine timing. And we learned a lot through that experience. There were a lot of gifts that we actually received, spiritual gifts that we received through that struggle. And so, um, you know, you can, when you can look back at things like that and say, you know, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful because of what I went through and, and, and what I learned through it. And, and that's through our human mind. We can't understand. We can't understand that. But when we can put our spiritual mind, you know, and look at things from a more infinite, eternal, abundant perspective, then all of a sudden it makes sense. Okay, well, that was for my good. And, you know, and, and so receiving is, it, it can be easy to ask sometimes, depending on where you're at in life, sometimes it's hard to ask for things, yeah. you know, it, mm-hmm. but receiving is definitely one of the most overlooked aspects of the equation. Absolutely. And surrendering, uh, you, you just mentioned it. Basically, you just described to me uh, your experience, your mountain, one of your mountains. We always have mountains in our journey. Sometimes they're you know, steeper than others, but um, that's a tough one, you know, the one that you went through. I mean, it's a mountain that made you stronger and you learned many things uh, you know, along the way. One of the things that, that, that I teach my, um, that I help with, with my coaching with people, and this morning I, I talked about it, was the surrender part, humility. The more you humiliate, you, you know, he who humbles himself will be, will be reason and the other way around. If you were just like two, you know, up there, you'd be humbled. And, uh, but also surrendering. Um, is is very very important. You just mentioned I want it like this way. What what you ask it's got to be this way. No, we don't know. I mean, the universe will give it to you in, in in ways that you never expected. And that surrender, that faith that it's going to happen somehow, and you you release your ego from it. It's just all clean and loving. You know, it's, okay, Lord, it's or or my God, it's it's this way. Uh, um, no, it's your way. I remember, I'll tell you this real quick, um, My uh, there was a, a, a time in maybe my fifth year, they, they, tried, they tried all kinds of different uh, forms of chemo and, and stuff, the you know, interferon that they, they gave to um, hepatitis, uh, and, you know, folks. And, uh, but uh, it came to a point that we, have, we had um, a situation, it was maybe my fourth surgery, where uh, right before that, when our our uh, surgeon oncologist basically said that we would that would he would do a scan, just to make sure that it was it was it made sense to operate. In other words, maybe maybe this it's not gonna do any good. Maybe you're just uh, doomed. Let's say he didn't say it that way, but we we knew, we understood. Um, 
So I remember my wife said, well, what percentage of that, you know, is that that it could happen? He goes, well, you know, because I think he believed, he saw or fear maybe a little or anxiety on that question. He said, well, maybe 50-50. But I remember going through the elevator and um, when we get out, we, we all, both drove over there and uh, to the uh, center, the cancer center. And uh, she asked me, hey, George, now what? She, she stopped me, looked at me in the eyes. We just had eye to eye closed. She goes, now, now what? And Christy, my, like I said, the universe conspires. I, I, when she asked that, I received this peace. I mean, all over my body, and I looked at her and I say, you know, I'm not sure how, but everything is going to be okay. And she still today, when, you know, we go to see a concert, listen to a song that reminds us that moment, uh, she cries and she says, wow, you know, that connection you had, it, it kind of like had the whole family getting closer to God because of my experience, by the way. But when I surrender, I, I just said, you know what, let's go, let's go find the church and let's go and, you know, any church that is open. And, um, and I said, oh, there's one close by here. I think it was, uh, um, I forgot the name, but um, Mother of Christ. And so I got in there and before her and, and I just surrendered. Christy, I just went, I got on my knees and I cried myself out. And I said, you know, Lord, it's, it's up to you. God, if, you know, my doctors, everything is trying, but you are the one that knows what's going to happen. So I surrender. I'm not going to fight this. All I, all I ask you is to give me time to be a better father, to be, to serving people, be a better worker with my employees so forth and to help people as I can, as I can be doing it. So I heard that the, the door open. And I thought it was my wife. And so, so I just, you know, I thought, okay, she's coming in. But all of a sudden, somebody touched me on, on my shoulder. I was still kneeling and in front of the altar. And, uh, and I looked, and it was an older lady. And she, she said, young man, I'd like to ask you to pray for me because I have cancer. And uh, I looked back forward. <laughs> And uh, so I said, for sure, what's your name, Teresa? Yeah, okay. So I, I cried and I said, wow, you listened pretty quickly. <laughs> you sent me my first one here. But uh, then I turned back and she was gone. And then uh, at that time, my wife came in and I asked her, did you see an older lady come out? No, I didn't. But that, that surrendering, surrender moment for me also was really the, the kind of like, the last little drop that, that actually told me you're going to be okay. And I started my journey of transformation from there with all this, uh, you know, I was, I was sure that I was going to heal somehow. Uh, but also I, I, I did, I, you know, later on by my sixth uh, surgery, this whole process of, of, of uh, law of attraction and so forth that you mentioned also, and faith, and, and which is a, that's what it is. Um, that's when I decided to, that I was going to go the natural route, and I went and I started working on detoxing my body. There's a lot of protocols for that. 
uh, I worked very hard on, 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 I mean, I went in without being scared. I went inside of myself. I opened my heart, like I told you. So with that, knowing that God was with me, I would just go in there and, and see what, what things, since I was a child, uh, I needed to, to clear. Uh, when we are born, we have certain rights. We have five rights. From the moment that we come out of mom until we're six. And in those six years is when we build our beliefs, believe it or not. And those are the ones that dictate uh, our decisions in life. So, and actually there are some other things that happen. So it was a process to work and clearing my emotional clutter, my, you know, the things that I really, the people that I heard or the people that heard me. And the hardest one was forgiving myself. Uh, that's the hardest form of forgiveness. And uh, so then the meditation and the, uh, um, uh, prayer and visualization, which I now apply so much to my clients, we go in there. And, I, and, and so, as I say, you know, clearing the clutter is a matter of giving yourself time to do that. Because we don't have, if we don't have the time, how are you going to really do this? So I was telling a client this morning, she, she was asking me, um, you know, some things. And I said, look, you, you're doing great. The one thing that you have to be very diligent about is that take two hours of your time. It's your time and time is precious. You may, you may be 89 and say, man, I should have done this and this and this. It's your time. Nobody's putting a gun in your head. Society is at the gun. They say, oh, you got to hurry, whatever. You're already thinking about everything. No, nourish yourself. Nourish yourself. Take an hour of your day to nourish yourself, to be in silence. And, and listen, sometimes the best prayer, as, as Gandhi used to say, or, or Jesus, is just be in silence and listen. You know, don't be so noisy always asking, just listen. And, and things happen. And then you start really opening up and getting this confidence about your inner self. It's a process because we're not used to that. We're programmed to go the other way, external way. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the second often most forgotten step, just kind of like the ask and receive partnership. It's the ask and listen or pray and listen part of it. Pray, meditate, right? It's um yes. so often we're like, okay, let's just, you know, say my prayer and then off to the races, you know, but not sitting in silence and really listening. And um I actually had a uh, Catherine Kerrigan on uh a while back, she's a medical intuitive, and she had this saying that she said, You know, God can top or the universe can tap you on the shoulder, you know, for that for that wake up call. I'm totally butchering what she said, but like, <laughs> you know, he, he, he can tap you on the shoulder, you know, or if it's stronger than that, then that means that you probably weren't listening. And mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, how I would add on to that is just what we we're saying right here. It's like, how do you avoid the situation where he has to do more than just tap you on the shoulder? It's mm. listening. It's checking it's in every day. It's, you know, and, and yeah. it doesn't mean that you won't have a challenge in life that maybe 
is something you can choose into because it's it'll be for your benefit. There will be uh, an equal or a better gift or reward on the other side. I truly believe that, you know, but, but how do we mitigate that? And how do we have our life feel more calm and still it's, it's with that regular check-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's almost like when you go to the gym or try anything else, it takes time yeah. and it's a practice. Yes, and but once you get into that contemplation, meditation, prayer, you can read something, journal something, you know, you do your, your morning routine um, and you get in, in and you see what the results, you see the fruits of that. Nobody, you're going to make it a non-negotiable time. That's, that is your time. That is my time mm-hmm. to prepare for the day and to look forward for any, you know, there might be, like I say, mountains come all, all the time. Is how you deal with those mountains once it's much easier when you are prepared and and you know that everything is fine. That those are basically those challenges are teaching you something. Don't go on the mindset that you're a victim or something. Why me? Whatever. No, it's it's a challenge. See it as you know the universe saying, "Okay, Christy, this is another one for you, but you know um, you're gonna come out stronger out of that." And, and so forth and so so it's really hard right now the, the, the I, I believe and with all this this new experience we've had um, people are opening up to there was a lot of fear out there you know everybody it's like I say everybody wants to go to heaven but not today you know it's like no please not today <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is that it's the, the, the world is opening up to, to different things. I just finished my nutrition, functional nutrition course. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is really amazing how functional doctors or uh, let's say traditional oncologists now got into some functional stuff so they can actually open up to see what is out there that can actually help them with their, with their chemotherapies. There's actually some stuff now where they can say this type of chemo or this type of cancer Take these supplements. It'll help the goose cells while you're doing this. Or, you know, I've, I've had clients that say, okay, I want to do it just like you did. I, I always say, look, I'm not a doctor. You know, this is your decision. I'll help you. You know, I've had two like that. The other ones wanted to do the parallel thing, and they've done wonderful, you know. But again, it's, 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 it's understanding that you have to have time to nourish yourself. It's a practice, like you said. It's, it's not like three days a week. Just go little by little, and, and, and then, you know, things are starting to happen, and, and then you're going to crave that. You're going to yeah. say, no, I didn't do it today. It happens to me when I, for mm-hmm. one reason or another, if I don't do it for maybe two days, it's not, I'm not George. The George that, you know, I, I start getting a little edgy, you know. Uh, I'm not as patient. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, we have to have that source up there always with us, you know. So. Well, it's it's like a constant realignment, you know, mm-hmm. it's a constant reconnection and, um, you know, nothing is static, nothing stays the same. So it it's like you've, co- you've constantly got to recalibrate every day. And like you said, make it non-negotiable. You know, mm-hmm. if a time is, is negotiable, then it's no longer sacred time, right? And having time, not just with yourself to listen, but creating sacred time for your family members, for going on a date with your spouse or partner and, you know, having these different types of 
sacred times that are non-negotiable, um, that means without question they happen. And so, yeah, that's, it's so important. Um, uh, George, can you let us know how people can learn more about you? And then uh, can you then finish us off on a high note or a, a final thought, final piece of wisdom? Sure, sure. Um, you can find me. I'm actually launching my website this weekend. So it's uh, it's uh, www.qualivita. Quali is like quality of life in Latin. It's Q-U-A-L-E. And then V as in Victor, I-T-A. So it's qualityoflife.com. Qualivita.com. Yeah, they can also reach me um, by email. That's coach.georges at qualivita.com. Or on Instagram is Coach Georges. I'm all over the place. I have a Facebook page that uh, it is um, it's uh, Holistic Services, uh, has, uh, you know, at Holistic Services. And um, so around that, also, you know, through my book, if they're interested in my book, they can get it in, in Amazon. It's, it's, uh, the title is um, Good Morning Sunrise, Triumphing Over Cancer is Possible. And all my info is in there too. Is uh, that book is actually talking to a friend? By the way, that's what the you know the majority of the reviews is. Wow, it's almost like I had a friend talking to me through through that sharing that that journey. Um, and um, to finish up, I'd like to say that um, we are all blessed. We we have to understand that we are all connected and um, if anything I would say that no one no one will believe in you unless or until you believe in yourself so the doctor is not going to believe in, in you know they're just doing what they learn and, and so forth and whatever mountain you're going through no one will believe in you until you believe in yourself and that's where you have to start doing your non-negotiable quiet time or routine in the mornings. I can, you know, through through email, I could offer, I, I offer, by the way, in the website, you'll see there'll be 30 and 60 minute complimentary coaching sessions. And usually in there, the person, whether we work or not, they, they learn a lot about you know, several things. You can do a lot in an hour and, and they then decide if they want to continue, but at least they have the seed that they can go on their own and, and search as to how to come back and get out of that, you know, that particular, let's say, flow river, which is society pushing us in a certain way. You know, my son, when he was long, younger, he said one day, you know, that what you're talking about, it's almost like we're in a, an electric escalator, everybody. And no one thinks about stepping out and going to the side, you know, the, the, the non-electric escalator so you could stop. And, and that's how he saw it. You know, it's like we're going in a, in a never-ending routine. And what are you, it's, it's not impossible. It's your time. So take out, get out of the electric escalator. I hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please subscribe and leave a like, comment, and or review. Every interaction, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, helps this podcast to reach more people like you. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Higher Genius Podcast.